0: What's happening in Texas? Thank you for joining us on this exciting episode. We are here in Arlington today Mm -hmm. at Division Brewing. And I'm your host, Abel, and I'm with Jane and Vincent. Hello, y'all. And today we have Wade and Sean. And what do you guys do here? We're the owner and brewers. Awesome. Brewers and owners. Jack of all trades. Broners. Little. They're Broners. <laughs> a little, little bit of everything. Wait, <laughs> dude, that doesn't sound good. Tell yeah, I mean, yeah. We're not,
1: bronin'. I uh, we're not no
0: bronin. No Bronin. No, no like, uh... Bro Bonin. No. So we're going to hop right into it. Jane, I believe it's you. Yes.
2: So how did you guys all meet?
0: Mm-hmm. All y'all. <laughs> well, we
2: met
3: through a, um, a friend who was another home brewer. So That's through home cool. brewing, um, guy named Doug Sharky, if you're out there. We love you, guy. We miss you. And um, Sean was doing sours, and I was just starting kind of my journey on sours, and it was great. I mean, uh, it was. It, we had facets, I think, that we saw in each other and skill sets that were going to work, and um just like getting married, man. And now yeah. we're six years into it.
2: The love of sours. Perfect. Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> and uh, what were you guys doing before? Before the brewery? I was making coffee for a living.
2: Oh nice. nice. And I
0: was managing IT so, you know, yeah. The good stuff, right? I d- <laughs> hey, it paid the bills. Hey, right? well, that's that's all that matters now.
2: <laughs> I drink a whole lot of coffee, so like <laughs> I guess a lot I of use coffee
0: it. and a lot of beer, right?
2: Yeah. <laughs> well, coffee until I can drink beer.
0: <laughs> so all right. So what was the first craft beer you guys can remember having?
3: I'm older. And, um, you know, when I was younger and, you know, starting to drink beer, it would have been like the late 80s. And um, there wasn't a lot of craft beer.
4: Mm-hmm. I would like to
3: say it was probably Anchor Steam. Yeah. Yeah.
4: Mm-hmm. That
3: was mine,
0: too. It's but a good
2: beer. Holds up today.
0: Oh, yeah. Abel oh, yeah.
2: wasn't of age, though.
0: I, I was not. <laughs> uh, we, we've gone through this story. <laughs> We're not talking about first beer, right? But your first but beer was young beer. and craft beer. Yes. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. My first beer was,
4: I
3: think it was, was uh, Michelob dark or something
4: like
2: that <laughs> oh man but ice
0: <laughs> there we go rolling rock
1: or something like
4: that
0: zima old trope i know right
2: could you imagine is that a beer he... seltzer's route then
0: <laughs> zima a beer is that count uh, no no yeah isn't it weird to talk about just
5: how craft beer has changed and you know 15 years yeah. or not, however long that we've been drinking beer right. it doesn't seem like that long ago but the landscape has changed immensely oh yeah and so to wade's point whenever i was first introduced to crap beer there weren't a lot of options mm-hmm. um mostly imports right. um, due to antiquated liquor laws that every state had in place yeah. and uh, i had a co-worker whose um, father was a brewer and he introduced me to um to, to craft beer, it took me to a, a nice. beer bar that that had several pages of beer menu, which I had never seen before, um, and just said to pick one. And I'm still thankful for that experience. Oh yeah, there you go. I don't even Alex think there's places there, like thanks, that.
0: Brother. Yeah, I don't even think there's places like that that bring out a book uh, of craft beers yeah. anymore.
1: I think now you scan the code and yeah. it's pages on Safari of what they have. Maybe
0: back in the day, you know, yeah. at
5: those days, it, it was you know just bottles mostly, right? Oh, yeah. Some cans, but you know you could have um you know several pages worth of beer now i mean it's a good thing it's a good thing but you know we want to keep fresh beer going and right. draft beer and so now you go to a bar and you know if they have 10 beers you're in a, you're in a good bar you know yeah. but you know that things are going to be fresh 15 years ago is a little bit different mm-hmm. kind of <laughs> landscape you know but
2: didn't world of beer have pages
5: they did they had a That's few what i thought yeah yeah, yeah. That's i think a long time ago. there's
2: still a couple around
4: yeah,
5: am so uh, thankful okay. for that experience. It put me on a, a journey that kind of never looked back on. That's yeah. a
1: good. Well, that's good for us. Yeah, absolutely. A journey you
5: never forget, right?
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> Remember, maybe I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, those are great origin stories. I love that, guys. So, what going from there, and you know the history of where you guys met. What what made you want to take it to that next level and get to the many steps later to where we are here in division at the brewery.
3: I think it was you know again Arlington I had lived in Dallas for 10 years I grew up here moved to Dallas worked mm-hmm. in Dallas Dallas had I mean I lived through the you know I lived in the 90s and so in the 90s you know there were craft beer places there was rock bottom and two rows and oh yeah um, uh, what was it the copper tank and oh. uh, Yawa Creek these were all breweries in the nineties that were around Dallas hmm. and um, tried those places. They were fun. Um, but when we chose to have children and move back to the city I was from, you know, the housing market was a little bit better here and, yeah. you know, when started brewing beer as a home brewer. And, mm-hmm. you know, that just, you know, that just kind of, I mean, as far as like a friends and neighbors started, you know, finding out we were brewing and, it just kept growing and then i guess you know to open and, and and it was just time there was really nothing in arlington that um was doing anything like a craft yeah. beer and, and and arlington was kind of devoid of any you know there's a couple of places there's caves there's some places that we really liked but you know we just wanted to bring you know craft beer to arlington and in some place with uh you know maybe thinking a little bit different not just another you know generica place Gotcha.
2: Oh, yeah, Generic. Huh? That's nice. Yeah.
4: <laughs>
5: I, I do think there's. Um, we live in Arlington. We wanted to open a brewery in Arlington. Mm-hmm. There were no breweries in Arlington. Mm-hmm. Um, but then also, uh, six years ago or seven or eight, whenever we started planning this mm-hmm. adventure, um, crap beer didn't look the way that it does now. Mm-hmm. Um, right. Yeah. Um, so we would go to take. Travels to the west coast and you you'd go to breweries that had a lot of variety mm-hmm. you, um, And we we saw different breweries out there that we didn't see here and there was a different model of brewing here Now it's not the brewery's fault necessarily Again, there were antiquated laws that didn't allow tap rooms to be open yeah. at breweries You had to take a tour and oh, buy yeah. a cup yep. and get tokens. Yep. And so it wasn't necessarily the brewery's fault for that. But right around the same time that we opened this place up, some of those laws began to change, began to change. Okay. And so that gave us a freedom to be able to open up a small brewery, a small Yeah. They allowed room. brew
3: pubs to, to brew more beer, mm-hmm. um, and also self-distribute beer. Mm, okay. And those were huge to make uh, a business model work.
2: Yeah. 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 it sound like brew pubs had it easier during the pandemic as well.
3: Well, I mean, it depends on your license, because we were licensed as a brew pub at a brew pub that didn't have food. okay. So our license was very similar to Collective's license in Fort Worth. And so we actually had to go through all the rigmarole to change to get uh, um, licensed as a kitchen,
4: Okay, you know,
3: during that. Although I think we served maybe one peanut butter and jelly sandwich and a couple a <laughs> bunch of bunch you know, because we got great food here already. Yeah, you know, and and that that played a part too. But We're totally, uh, yeah, they made us peanut
2: butter and jelly. Oh, yeah. They <laughs> had us put a
3: kitchen in the FDI. Or, not the FDI I'm thinking bank, JBC, <laughs> JBC had us put a kitchen in. We take pictures of it, yeah, document it. They came out and looked at it, and it was literally a stainless steel table,
4: mm-hmm.
3: a microwave. You know, some type of like sterno warmed. T- it was, yeah, very minimal. And we didn't use it now. But we're a restaurant. Because
2: <laughs> that's not sketchy. Open. Like, so, I don't understand. Loophole. how you... Yeah, it cost
3: yeah. $1,000 to implement that. <laughs> that's Dang. wild. $880 is what the TABC oh, got for that
0: one. So uh, they had to so get their money somewhere.
1: I know earlier I had um, heard Sean speaking about it. That, uh, you know, you didn't you know, want to, you know, you had to learn how to become... A business owner you're already a brewer so now you you're learning to be a restaurateur as mm-hmm. well now with this yeah. last this last uh, license of, uh, something like that <laughs> i mean mostly
5: it's where re- we were don't during uh, 2020 mm-hmm. we became a restaurant on paper yeah you know? but really in practice not very much changed yeah. because we have food trucks yeah. yeah you know we have food trucks here we have other food vendors that mm-hmm. come in and so we just had to change paperwork essentially yeah. and pay some
4: money. Yeah. So you're
2: not a PB&J chef now? <laughs>
4: no. P- Waiters, <laughs> yeah. 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 Lunch times. Yeah. <laughs> There you go. Okay, so...
2: No crust, please. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was thinking. Do you feel being so close to the Rangers and Cowboys brings in a great amount of traffic? Or I guess also the one place, too, with the I don't know what's it called. That that roller place. coasters. Six, oh, Six yeah. <laughs> That one place. It's yeah.
5: become like its whole little thing. It's like the entertainment district. Yeah, yeah,
1: you
2: yeah.
5: Know, yeah. Texas Live and all of that. That's happening. I don't know earlier. what Texas Live yeah, is. Yeah, I had heard that before. Okay, so Texas, didn't know Texas Live is
3: well. I'm going to digress a bit. And, all right, you know. And, and, <laughs> yes, when we when we first opened, we did anticipate hopefully getting some ranger traffic, some cowboy traffic. You know, we have one TV, so we don't show a lot of games, but we do always show the Cowboy game for sure. Mm-hmm. Okay. If the Rangers are playing and they're in it, we're going to be showing it for yeah. sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <Nice>. Um, <laughs> but, you know, there was some, you know, some people decided to open Texas Live, which, it, again, it's, an, it's a venue that's right next to the stadiums. Ah. It's in, it has a couple of restaurants. Um, there's Troy's. You know, which is Troy Aikman's oh. fancy restaurant. And oh, gotcha. Yeah. I don't know what <laughs> that is I think either. H Pudge Rodriguez has a pizza place in there. Oh, wow. Oh, okay. Wow. Um, I don't know who that is. It's, it's, it's Miller okay. beer. You know, kind of everything over there is Miller beer. Gotcha. Sorry, Miller, but you do overrun the city in sports. And then yeah. it's there's some Revolver over there, which is also owned by Miller. Right. But it's called what's the name of that place? Uh, tap Build- r- room building number five. building five. Yeah.
2: yeah. Oh. <laughs> Okay,
3: they're good guys over there.
2: I've never heard of any of these things, including yeah. all those people. You I named. know lots
1: of breweries <laughs> and like craft stuff, but I don't know a lot about that. It, In short, stuff. it yeah.
5: basically is an attempt to capture alcohol and food sales
3: there, right there, there. right. Yeah, yeah. that it makes Normally, sense. might have dispersed out into the city, right. So there's a little bit of. I mean, uh, I don't know if you want to get into it. I mean, you know, Arlington <laughs> actually coughed up money to help. You know, provide that to be wow. open like 50 million. Yeah. Exactly. Oh my. You know, and uh, so, yeah, if you're a small guy, Arlington, you could do better.
1: Yeah. Right. You could hold oh yeah. The small guy. Yeah. Oh put, yeah. yeah. Put, put you guys closer. And if product. you love craft better beer,
2: product. you should still come get craft beer. Yeah. Absolutely.
0: Yeah. The,
3: the diehards find us. The, yeah. the people who really search it out mm-hmm. find us. And, and, and I think they're happy. I, you know, I talk to, I'm here a lot and I talk to a lot of customers from out of state and, you know, they enjoy what we're doing, which is it's gratifying. It's why, yeah. it's why we're doing it. One if
5: you, any listener out there, mm-hmm. if you are going to a Rangers game, if you're going to a Cowboys game and you love crap beer, which I assume the people that listen to this podcast yeah. Yeah. are discerning crap beer drinkers, oh, yeah. come see us, come drink a beer. Uber to the stadium, we'll save you 60 bucks in parking charges. Yeah, it's not, that, it's <laughs> not <laughs> that far, we're not going to tell you. You Look, know, there are a thousand of you out there that come and, do it. <laughs> yeah. uh, come and drink some beer with us and then go have fun at the stadium.
2: Eat uh, at the food uh, trucks, I'm sure it's cheaper. To uh, eat here. All of it, yeah, come, yeah, see, yeah, us dollar
1: dollar come see us gladly. Come see
5: us, support the bars around us. Mm-hmm. We have shuttle services that go there and back. Oh, wow, okay. Uh nice. maybe after covid restrictions mm-hmm. or back to normal we also uh,
3: have one of the best barbecue places right next to us Oh yeah, there's yeah. the trailer we came in yeah i saw so that he's he's there wednesday through sunday oh wow um and you know this year in the texas monthly the barbecue guy 20 top bites oh, wow. wow he, he was the first
1: on the list there nice. you go see right next to you guys too that's great
4: right
3: 225 barbecue
2: renee and joyce ramirez slow and yeah, low shout i, I all
1: right slow and, <laughs> slow and low You're
0: just so funny shadow
1: <laughs> okay before we go to that next question uh can you guys tell us about what we're drinking here this triple you oh, port for us i am loving this totes totes cash right and it's
2: got yeah, cashmere cash. citra it's and i totally
5: casual you know just totally throw some totally some <laughs> uh Comfortable sinkers on and there just you. enjoy the walk with I had
1: many pairs of those. I, I love those shirts, <laughs> <the> checkered <laughs> slip on vans, guys. It's the can, the art. Um, you said that way. your wife did some of the designs for the stickers. Uh, and who does the can?
5: It's kind of a collective of, of quite a few people. Uh-huh. And we kind of like that. Um, not to diss anybody uh-uh. else's and their style, but we don't, we kind of prefer having. A lot of different visual perspectives different artistic perspectives so right i mean there's really a group of about six of us that mm-hmm. kind of pitch in on artwork rather than just having like a base model look and then plugging and playing whatever mm-hmm. beer you're promoting or anything like that we kind of prefer to keep it funky keep it new mm-hmm. yeah keep it unique um we devote um almost all of the label on our cans to artwork and little to bs that's written on it you know so there'll be a little a little bit a little uh box on it that describes a beer and the rest of it we like to to uh dedicate to different artwork and keep it unique and keep it different rather than seeing you guys don't need us to tell you the beer you're about to drink Mm -hmm people are discerning beer drinkers drink it and decide for yourself whether or not you like it what it tastes like to you i don't need to tell you everything about it we can tell you the basics and you drink it and enjoy
1: yeah i love this can that's like my favorite can uh in the world when i it's right now in the world as of right (laughs) now yes and the beer is awesome too triple uh ipa and total cash and it's It's cashmere cashmere hops Hops, hops. yeah yeah and um just the font on it as well like the color everything I just really love this can a lot
5: yeah totes cash yeah it's triple hazy IPA Um, try to get expressive yeast flavor Mm -hmm. and match that with different hop profiles that we have we got a really great um, crop this year of cashmere through Crosby Hops who we one of the people that we contract with (laughs) (laughs) and uh (laughs) you know, it's just anytime we're developing recipes for beer, it's all about the flavor Mm -hmm. um, and all about envisioning what you want a beer to taste like in the end. That's Mm -hmm. always, I harp on it a lot with people that work here and just anyone who's trying to brew. I really stress that. Don't, look for a clone recipe don't try to recreate you envision what you want that beer mm-hmm. to taste like in the end and then work backwards and mm. you use the,
3: the freshest ingredients i mean we we spend ungodly amounts on hops mm-hmm. and you know we we made pilgrimages to or uh yeah Oregon every year so oh, wow. this past year yeah to ensure we're getting like really really good hops It make the huge difference yeah I you know if you're that. chasing ipas you, you you know you can't be using you know you know for hops that aren't super fresh mm-hmm. you know you make sure you get a good provider and we just like knowing the source yeah you know and man it's got to be one of the best experiences if, if you're a hop head is to one of the places that we get hops from they have this big festival each year and it's in the mm. middle of a hop, hop field oh how cool in harvest time oh so you man. get to watch them harvest but the smell as soon as you got your car it's like you just fell in a bag of hops oh my
1: <laughs> you know, it's so <laughs> awesome. i love that are you
2: kicking oh. me because you want to go or you No, no I'm, I'm just excited oh, okay. like a
1: kid i just got excited <laughs> it really is
5: it's an unfortunate that people that live in the south it don't get to experience that yeah because i mean it is we're driving out there with our windows down and you're like uh there are hops somewhere i can't see them <laughs> but i know Yay. they're out there you know just driving through this field yeah. and sure enough, well, there are the hops i smelled great. them way back there you know it's it's, it's a yeah unique experience it's, it's awesome and we have a yeah. great relationship with those guys yeah, and nice. they have they make really they just grow really quality hops and we couldn't be happier to be using their products that yeah so
1: great i feel like we have to go yeah no oh yeah 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 go ahead abel sorry i I interrupted thank Uh, you guys
0: what does the name division to mean to you guys and why did you chose to go choose to go with it well a lot of the
3: name you know has obviously has to do with the street you know Mm -hmm. it kind of runs right down in the middle of arlington yep um it's it's everything that arlington is i mean it's 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 all the industrial i mean arlington's a gm town you know it's a you know, it's got the Rangers. It's but it's always. I mean, it's it seems to be kind of a blue collar city, mm-hmm. or you know, a you know, a haven for you know professionals that are driving back and forth between Dallas and Fort Worth. But it it's a it's a cool place. Again, divisions right down the middle of it. Everybody that lives here is familiar with the street. Yeah, and and then again, you know, so it had that aspect. So I I, w- I was happy with that. But also, you know, it's it can have other meanings, and so it's nice to have something that you know it's not putting you you know i'm not tied to specific region or anything right with that name so it gives us the ability to to grow the brand to who, who knows where mm-hmm. you know so that's that's kind of why we've settled on
0: division so,
1: so there could be a potential uh instead of texas live it be texas division someday maybe
0: there we go throw it out there
1: i was
2: looking up division street and division portland oregon came up (laughs) no
1: that's a little far away (laughs) so i I love that that's cool uh as far as the the history of it and whatnot um Mm -hmm. so between the two of you well each of you rather what is your favorite style to brew Uh, as far as beer or styles if you need like three top ones
3: as a brewer, I love brewing IPAs, oh, yeah. IPAs. There's a wide spectrum mm-hmm. of taste and flavors, and it gives you the ability to manipulate the recipe. And again, as a brewer, you know, that's creative. I mean, I like to try new things. Yeah. And uh, to me, that's that's one style that is all over the place. Oh, yeah. And so that's my favorite.
1: I love it. What about you, Sean?
5: Um, not to dodge a question uh <laughs> but my my favorite style of beer to brew is the the kind of beer that our customers are going to drink um mm-hmm. uh, it's it's something that i, I it's been a uh, to a
3: point let's stop there because if someone comes in and says, hey i want cooper's light you, <laughs> right, you <yeah>. know <laughs> if, if we brew one no i will it. i will make it's, it's the, the best, best one american light lager the that box. they've ever had you know there we go uh, no, that's just freshness there's nothing wrong. Uh, again, I, I mean, I visited the Budweiser Brewery in uh, St. Louis. Their beer, right off, you know, the fresh beer is great, you know, canned and sitting. And mm-hmm. I don't know, that doesn't do good things for beer. I mean, fresh is it's where true. it's at. Right. Oh, yeah.
2: I noticed neither of you said sours.
1: Oh, yeah. Uh,
3: I like to brew
5: sours. I okay. brew sours. Yeah. Okay. I don't, I don't oh, he brew sours, it. but I like hey, to drink sours. Sean said it. I heard it. <laughs> the the uh, part of the personal uh, maturing process that I've gone through uh, early on, whenever we open, I thought of myself as I'm the brewer. My job is to decide what beers I'm going to make for the people that come here. Mm-hmm. And through the years that we've been open, I find myself, I want to take myself a little bit more out of the equation or just not make myself such a big part of the equation to take more feedback from people that come here, not, and I don't think it is selling out. I think it is serving the customers that want to come here and drink beer. Yeah. I want to take feedback from them. Um, because again, the, the, the worst experience is to brew a beer, that only i want to drink and that sits in our cold room and doesn't sell very well right Right. the best experience is making a beer that everybody wants to drink and that people come out and they drink pint after pint of and they share conversation yes and you become i kind of see myself it it sounds weird but but there's a um over the course of history being a brewer has played an important role in society i think Mm -hmm. and so i've been trying to envision myself as not the head brewer, but more a, a part of this community that we're brewing. And And my job is to 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 be a member of that community, not to tell them what they should enjoy or should drink, but mm. rather to be a part of that, you know,
3: yeah. take feedback. If, from if you were a them. baker and you get more requests for, you know, baguettes than sourdough, you're going to brew... Maybe a few more baguettes. Yeah,
2: I freaking yeah. love sourdough I brew.
1: Bake, I do, <laughs> so I do
3: too. They're very similar.
1: <laughs> yeah.
4: <laughs> okay. But do then,
3: we, but you, to, to end... extend a little bit
4: further yeah, on yeah. that question
3: yeah. about the sours, right?
5: Well, really about an about my favorite <laughs> okay. style of beer, personally. Yes. Um, it is um, every morning before I make a, if if the brew day calls for a German pilsner or a light lager. I still get a little knot in my stomach and a little bit of nerves, anxious butterflies, yeah. and, which is a great thing to have oh, yeah. after you've been doing the same thing day and day for, for years. you know, years, mm-hmm. you know, it's it's an excitement that it's a challenge to yourself to, you know, figure out, all right, there's little room for error here. Do your best, be your best and uh and i I, so that i love that challenge that challenging aspect of it of brewing light beers because there's little to hide behind little room for error Mm -hmm. and then ultimately to me and my personal taste um the rewards of that effort pay off a lot i love a good crisp german pilsner Mm -hmm. i love a good check Air uh, Kolsch, Uh, you know, like these light beers, I can really get behind. I I still get a little bit excited about making those beers. And thankfully, we have customers that come out here. We have people all over the place. They want pastry salts. They want hazy IPAs. They want English cask beer. And thankfully, we have a good group of people that want a well-made light lager or lager style
3: of beer. I love that but right. kind of going back to the sour question yeah please yeah um we love all styles of beer
1: uh-huh.
3: and i you know i think there was a question i saw early on about food pairings and you know uh-huh. and sour we at this again with this barbecue out here sours are like one of the my favorite things to drink you know because it cuts through everything yeah yeah and oh, yeah. um especially you know because some of those really like brisket fats and stuff like that but um you know there's kind of a I always see sours paired with food. You know, Mm-mm. it is more of a table consumption. You know, it's it's like you're, yeah. And, um, you know, IPA is just solo drinking. That's just me, you know.
1: No. I love that. Yeah. Well, I have the, to agree. Yeah. No, and I appreciate the elaboration. That's awesome. When I was
2: thinking the barbecue sauce goes well. With the oh, sours. Yeah.
1: Sure. Absolutely. Well, we should probably take a break and come back for your hop question, is Yeah. All right. So come back, guys. Thank you. Join us back with Wade and Sean. Mm-hmm. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.
4: Cheers. Cheers.
0: Welcome back, guys. We rebeard up. Um, I don't oh, think yeah. anyone went on a potty break. Nope. Not this time around, <laughs> I like you're
1: talking about
2: Vincent.
0: <laughs> uh, Vincent might be making a run for it in yeah, a minute. Maybe his beer beer's getting pretty low. Yep. But
2: um, we, we had some interesting conversation yes. in the middle, so we wanted to follow up and ask about who your early influencers were. Oh yes. How did you end up here, being division?
1: Yeah, six years ago, it wasn't a lot uh, around.
3: Yeah, in the right? area, you know, there was some great things going on, and and again, Texas and all the different states had different laws mm-hmm. and um you know the breweries that we were going to like revolver was one of the early ones that opened that we would people would travel out to mm-hmm. um martin house is another one people would travel out to and it was just so simple and stripped back it was just people walking into a brewery buying a oh, raw R- raw is really the one that started yes. all of it yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. you know we interviewed um, yeah, them you, you you buy a ticket, you get a glass, you get three beers, you nice. can get in line because there's a line. Yeah. And uh, but when we went to the West Coast, that was not around. That was nobody was doing that. And mm-hmm. um, I was in San Francisco, and I, you know, I was just looking for you know some breweries to go to. And one of the ones I stumbled into was uh, right. I think pretty soon after they had opened was called Cellar Maker, mm-hmm. and they had twelve taps, which was a lot. Yeah. And I think six of those were IPAs, which was mind-blowing to someone who loves IPAs. Mm-hmm. And um, so, yeah. And, I mean, I took a long look at the way that was designed. I mean, these tables we're, we're sitting at, they had these same height tables. Okay. You know, um, it was a small little place, smaller than this. Wow. On Howard Street. I mean, it was just packed with people. Wow. And um, it was like, man i mean i just that was it i was sold because i knew that there was the there was a lot of people in the in the texas area that were looking for craft beer at the time Mm -hmm. and that that experience that i was experiencing hadn't been done here yeah and um you know and then i think took sean out there the next year and he saw the same thing and we went to some other breweries because you know it's quickly evolving you know this whole thing is like quickly speeding up more breweries are coming on everybody's got these unique ideas and you know and and so that's kind of how we we went running at it we were trying to bring something new to this market but something that we craved wow you
2: mm-hmm.
4: know
3: Remember, that. that's
2: why we started going to community was their tours on the tokens yeah, yeah. that's what to... reminded me yeah, of back that they on the
3: big ramp <laughs> yeah, yeah that was my first uh
2: <laughs> texas craft beer yeah. was yeah yes and their wit beer
5: that similar idea cool. is really the, why i began home brewing
2: mm-hmm.
5: um I liked a style of beer that 10, I don't know how many years ago now, 15 years ago, I developed a taste for sour beers mm-hmm. and that was a style of beer that was really hard to find yeah. 15 years ago. oh yes. yeah um, And so it kind of started me brewing at home trying to make that. And, and I think we're both kind of, we have that DIY kind of disposition. We're kind of that style of people. And I think, Pretty much every brewer that you talk to, they are that style of person, you know? Um, and so that was really trying to bring to our community, our network, something that wasn't there already Mm Right. was kind of the, the, the beginning of this whole process. And I would recommend that to any entrepreneur out there trying to you know if you're looking to start a business do something that approach it in that direction you know try to add something new try to add something you need yeah be familiar with different. what's
3: around you and you know you don't want to duplicate someone else's you want to bring something new that's what's yeah. going to make you know maybe you stand apart and make it you know as opposed to if you're doing something that everybody else is doing you know i see bars opening and you know they'll hook up with the big distributor and you know, get the same old beer label or the old signs in the door. I mean, everybody's seen that a billion times. Yeah. yeah. You know, stop doing it. <laughs> you know, don't just, just say I don't want the signs. Mm-hmm. I'll take your beer, I'll put something yeah. else up. Put
4: pictures of cats. There we I go. I don't care. You know, <laughs> I love that idea. Let's start it's
0: that. The cats. Yeah. Cats. The cat bar. We Let's have some cats for you. Yeah. Oh yes, yeah. <laughs> Plenty of cat pics. That's awesome.
2: That's so funny. So this is to each of you. If you could use five hops for the rest of your brewing days, which ones would they be?
3: I'll <laughs> <laughs> start off that one. So uh I mean I'm gonna start with a crazy one that a lot of people kind of don't talk about. I like Chinook.
0: Okay. That's a good one.
3: You know, I like Chinook. Yeah. Um <laughs>
2: crazy one. <laughs> we use
3: we use we use Warrior. I'd probably keep that one around. And then to the top those off, I the, the recent mm. ones I enjoy is I like Zappa, I like Idaho Seven mm-hmm.
0: and Simcoe. Simcoe. Mm. I'll probably round mine out. There you go. I don't think anybody's listed those either. Yeah. No. Yeah. Those first time you know some brewers had listed those. So yeah, those what are about good choices. You, Sean? Can I give you another?
4: You uh,
5: I'll give you another political dodge of a question. <laughs> Uh-oh. Uh, I highly, highly recommend, and I'm sure brewers out there are really familiar. Um, uh, uh, crop, crops change from year to year. Yeah. Right. Um, I, I would really not sleep on hops because they weren't good the year before. Mm -hmm. And I really wouldn't um, over sell or over commit to hops that were great the year before. Mm -hmm. Um, There have been hops that I've come around to, hops that have been around for ages that, um, you know, we contract probably 20, 25 different hops every year Mm -hmm. and then also we're buying outside of our contract regularly and there have been every year i'm surprised at whenever we're doing um sampling of the hops we're doing rubbing we're doing um you know test of how they smell and everything and we're and brewing with the hops yeah every year i'm surprised there's always a hop that surprised me Wow. And, which sounds really weird, <laughs> but one of my favorite hops, like lately, has been Cascade, which has been around forever, yeah. mm-hmm. um, but to me, it has just been, it does something unique that I really like without getting too technical. It's got a lot of total oils in it without a lot of bittering alpha acids in it, so you can get a lot of flavor, a lot of aromatics from it without melting your face. Nice. In that regard, I also really like Zappa for that reason, Mm -hmm. which is a hop that's been around for a few years. It's great for. That's another. You know, like
3: like if you sliced a thousand pineapples, Mm -hmm. sliced them at once, that's a Zappa.
2: Like Fruit
4: Ninja.
3: Yeah, Yeah.
5: (laughs) there are different uses for different hops. I love those two hops for certain uses. Mm -hmm. Um, I love traditional. Um noble hops out of Europe like saws okay. but oh, it's yeah. not I'm not going to make a hazy IPA with them right. you know um, but I love them for certain flavors for certain aromas um, American hops that have been solid for us recently have been Eldorado, Idaho 7 um, those have been great but it does matter where you source those hops from yeah. we found um, <laughs> and we have a great source for most of those um and so it's not always about the variety. It's not always about, you know, the the name, but it really come about where they're coming from, where how they've been sourced, how they've been treated,
3: um,
4: have, have the, and any, how
0: you
3: use them. Have any of the other breweries you've talked to talked about the cost of hops? They tell you how expensive they are. Um, they imply yeah, especially how much it my is, favorite yeah.
2: beers, like four Ella from Tup's was one of my favorite mm-hmm. beers, and they don't make it because it's of the cost. And I was yeah. like, Well, that makes sense because it was my favorite thing it, ever. I mean
3: a good quality hops, especially if they're popular trademark hops, you know, are regularly at least twelve dollars a pound up, upwards, going up. Yeah. So I mean it's crazy expensive. When we first when we first were opening, there were shortages, hop shortages, which oh, okay. is something, oh. knock on wood, we haven't really gone through. In fact, COVID caused kind of a, you know, there wasn't much beer sold, so there was kind of, kind of a glut. A surplus. to stop prices from rising, because I think a lot of people are hip to trying to capitalize on the hop market. But, I mean, there was a time where before we opened, we had $10,000 worth of hops in chest freezers
2: oh my in the back of my house.
3: Wow. wow. You know?
2: So is that why we're seeing hop hash and hop oil and cryo, or is that, that, that just different of, technology? That, that kind of stuff.
3: Um, you question. can use smaller amounts, and, it, and it'll okay. help. Like if you want to bring out really resiny, you know, like a type beer, you can mm-hmm. you can achieve those things. Um, and we try we tried a lot of those. Some of them as home brewers, some of them as early brewing days. But I think we've kind of gone back to just the basic old T ninety, which is your standard hop pellet. And uh, we're—I I know what it's going to do, mm-hmm. and I can tell as soon as I open the bag. Now, if you're getting good, again, if you're getting good hops, you know you can tell immediately. Yeah. You know, and 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 cryo hops—we have—we we we we've, we still utilize them, but you know, we just learned to utilize the t90s in a in okay. the same way without paying the premium for them.
2: I've noticed there the oils go. don't have as much like body. The hop oil IPAs that I've had, they're just, they're good. They have the flavor, but then it's just like, yeah. I don't
1: know.
5: Again, uh, for me, give me your basic hop pellet from a really good farm Mm -hmm. and a real, you know, I'll take that all day. You know, I'd rather have that than any kind of concentrated version. The code for that is T90.
3: T90. Gotcha.
2: Okay. T90 all day. <laughs> yes. That's my
5: personal opinion. Not every brewery feels yeah. that way, but for me, I'd rather just keep it quality and simple and mm-hmm. work with that product rather than right. a concentrated
0: form of something else. You I know? gotcha. Yeah, there we go. Excellent. All right, so I have a little bonus question that we had talked about off air during the break. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think <laughs> Vince was the one that actually came up with it. Uh, who comes up with the recipes? Is it Like a collective thought process, or do one of you go to the other and say, Hey, let's try this? Like, how's it work? What do you guys do? It's definitely independent. Um,
3: So we'll conceptualize a beer, put together a recipe, and then, you know, maybe just cross check it with each other, you know? Um, Certain beers. Like if if Sean's done a couple more, like Sean's done more fruited beers than I have, mm-hmm. and it's uh, so definitely when I, you know, when I was going to do a fruited beer here recently, you know, I went to Helm and we brewed together, so I kind of knew what he was using anyway. But you know, just have him look over it, talk mm-hmm. about it, and um, yeah, because why not? You know, yeah. you got another another you know six you know another brewer beside you, and so it is. I don't know, if it was collaborative, but it is semi collaborative. Yeah. But uh, I think, from our, as far as like just conceptually, we don't really go to each other. I mean, we just, each of us kind of come together with, I mean, like, you know, it was one day I wanted to make a beer that tasted like a blunt. There we go. We called it Billy Blunt. <laughs> and, uh, you know, nice. using, there's a hop called Strata that has a lot of like, I love Strata. You yes. know, it's like the, you know, it's like the tail end of like some good weed. And, uh, and so I wanted to encapsulate that and stuff that was kind of tobacco-y. And, yeah. you know, that, that beer turned out pretty good. But, you know, I passed it by Sean because he's used a few more of the the mid-roasted type stuff when mm-hmm. he's building like a, a Golden Mild type beer. Yeah. So, it, you know, again, the different styles we do, we were able to try different products and we just ask each other about them. And it's, it's worked out great. And I think it's we've helped each other improve our beers immensely since the beginning.
2: Oh, wow. Nice. That's awesome. It's like a true partnership
5: yeah yeah and we definitely collaborate a lot i mean we brew together we write recipes together we go home and we do work separately sometimes you know Mm -hmm. like everybody needs that right you need to get away for a little bit (laughs) and like you know journal or whatever you need to do you know like and just think things out and then come together and work things out together but some of i i try to think about this question in terms of what a customer would see whenever they walk in. And if they walk into our bar and see our board of beers, they're not going to see Wade beer. They're not going to see Sean beer. They're going to see division beer. Right. Mm -hmm. You know? And so I try to think about it in that kind of totality, I guess, or that, that whole theme. And so there are certain things that I know Wade does really well that I'm going to give, I'm not going to, whenever I get inspiration to write a recipe, I'm, I'm, I might not go into that territory. Let's work on, on you know, keep growing the recipes that he does really well, you know, and I'll, so you try to think of it as like a food menu, you know, like try to piece together all the parts that make a really good experience for the customer that comes in.
3: Yeah, we don't step on each other's toes. And, and again, we start looking at, you know what's available and what what do we need on the on the on the menu? Okay.
4: Yeah. So that's yeah, a
3: conversation yeah. we have probably a, a month or two in advance as we plan out the recipes we're going to do, and and that's fluid because there's times where, I mean we, I mean we've been crushed since COVID's been over. We came through COVID really nice, but <laughs> since COVID's we're coming out of it, we have these are the best sales we've ever had, mm-hmm. okay. and nice. um, it's a challenge. In fact, we got two new seven barrel tanks coming. To keep up and um so we're constantly brewing new things and and then reproducing things that we have already you know mark or licensed to sell to distribute to the local arlington um, bars and restaurants that's one of the things you know a lot of people don't see us outside of arlington yes because we just don't have the capacity to do it and yeah. so okay. we just doubled down on said hey there's just really three or four bars Caves, one bar in Fort Worth, Aussie Rabbit, the same same guy, really cool people, and we claim East Fort Worth anyway. We love East Fort Worth. That's where <laughs> my parents are from. <laughs> yeah, and um, and then on tap, you know, and Free Play Fort Worth. I mean, there's a, it's it's just a yeah. small Aww. number of people. Yeah,
1: That's
0: yeah.
2: cool. Heck yeah, <laughs> we all got excited. At I know no, no, we did. Yeah. Know.
0: <laughs> we, we love Free Play. Yes. All right, so. So, a little, little bit of a more fun question. Um, what is your favorite local and non-local beer? Hello.
4: We're, we're
3: homers, man. It's yeah. We so it's it's all here. But I mean, I'll be honest, and I, I mean, I don't know how other brewers are, but. I drink our beer. People bring beer in. We we, we drank uh, Prairie today, and we drank. Ooh, nice. Was that, it was just Prairie, so we drank some Prairie yeah, beer today. But almost on on production days, you know, some people bring by beer over the weekend, and so we'll try other stuff. Um, and then we'll drink our own beer, of course. But once I go home, I'm I'm not really drinking beer. There's not a lot of f- beer in the fridge. It's kind of my break.
1: Oh, gotcha. Hey. Yeah.
5: We're a uh, drinking brewery, you might say. Yeah, yeah I and mean, <laughs> we're responsible for the most part, but we're not. We don't work all day and then go home and drink. We're throughout the day. Like, hey, we're we nine some o'clock. Control, them, you know, yeah. Yeah, yeah, there we go. Yeah, really.
1: that's us too in the gunny front hole. Yeah. But if I'm out and
5: about, um, for me, what I'm looking for um, is any kind of light lager any kind of lighter style beer um i I like that taste it's funny that's
3: what i find myself kind of gravitating towards too if i'm out um you know i'll look to see hey what do you got light you know what's easy to drink um last beer i had out i mean again was a panther island uh beaver nuts it was cream ale it's oh, nice. that's really nice. I'm
2: interested yeah. in their sour that's you know. releasing this week.
5: I drank this weekend, um, Manhattan Project, Necessary Evil.
4: Oh, um, okay, yeah.
5: And then I drank, I drank that on the patio of Central Market while listening to Beatles cover band. There we go. That's so funny. <laughs> and uh, and then I drank uh, uh, some other. like I had a Chuck Pilsner from Maple Branch. I think. Oh, nice. I love so Maple Branch. Looking, yeah.
2: yeah,
0: they got some good traditional styles.
5: So that's kind of me. Like whenever yeah. I'm out, I'm not looking for double, triple IPAs. I'm looking to. I want to. We've been at the brewery all day. Like we're looking to like ride it out to the rest of the night <laughs> take it easy you know yeah. chill out chill out and still be able to you know be on good terms with the, our families <laughs> if i go
3: on vacation if i go on vacation and i'm going to go to a brewery like the first one like if i travel to a city and i'm going i'm going to i'm, I'm, gonna, I'm looking at Untapped. tap who's got the best ratings you know who's who's got the most ratings you know you kind of do your math and figure out what what's the brewery i'm going to go to in the city Yeah, but once I get there, the beer I choose always to start them off is if they have a double IPA. I guess that's my favorite stock because that's what I'm going to have. And man, I want to be able to slake half that down or a quarter of it down, you know, because that's just that's my vacation beer. There we go. You know, I
2: like that. I like vacation
1: beer. Oh man, yeah, every day.
2: Okay, so between the two of you on the home brewing scale, who brews a better stout and who brews a better IPA?
0: Oh, friendly competition right. on the home brewing scale. Yeah, <laughs> that's the
3: thing it makes. <laughs>
5: <laughs> we both. So I will. I will come out and admit <laughs> yeah. that I am. Uh, I, I I really like stouts. Um, I don't brew a lot of them mm. uh, i don't drink a ton of them they're kind of one of those beers that it's like a there's always that moment in the week where a stout <laughs> is absolutely perfect but it's not like my everyday kind of beer yeah so I, you know back to the the recipe question or who brews what i only contribute a couple of stout recipes
4: okay um, same here you know yeah
3: we don't we don't really do. I mean, we have stouts. We try to keep a stout on all the time. Uh-huh. And it actually had, uh, Chris Morgan, a guy that was here and he, he was, uh, you know, he would come in and, and he would help us with the CIP and some production stuff. And he was an avid home brewer. We met early on when we were opening up and, you know, he came in and he was, he does he did a lot of the artwork on the boards. But anyway, He brewed a lot of styles and he brewed a lot of of beers that we don't like. We don't, I don't particularly like Belgian triple style Abbey type beers, you know? And so I don't know. I'm kind of digressing from the question, but uh, (laughs) anyway, I think, again, I think it's something we haven't really tried to step on each other's toes. Yeah. You know, we each have our own recipes. I think mine are good. I think his are good. Is one better? I don't know.
2: This one's super tasty and full-bodied.
0: Yeah, it's delicious, Ooh. by the way. Thank you.
3: See, that's, nice. a, that's an old-school one that man, I've been doing for a long time. And, you know, a lot of that I've given up over the, you know, because, again, we've run into people who are like, that's too much. It's too no. much bitterness. No. It's too much all. tobacco. Yeah. They, want, they want less. They want, you know... They want porter and it's less <laughs>
4: yeah they want the baby stouts. <laughs> that's true. but it's, it's amazing
5: it's not a new thing and i i try not to it's been a weird ride for like five years now because <laughs> i try not to sound like an old fuddy duddy but <laughs> beer has changed a lot yes, like whenever yes. we started homebrewing, the kind of ipas that we brew now are not the kind of ipas that we're you yeah. know Stouts have changed a lot. Sour beers have changed a lot. Um, beer has changed a lot. And so we try to balance between the brewing traditional beers and then also, you want to say relevant, mm-hmm. and also right. our palates change with people's palates. You, right. know? Yeah. Yeah. you know, it's the uh, whole
3: New England IPA, the West Coast IPA. Uh-huh. And we enjoy both, but there's there's in between. I have beers I call tweeners
4: Uh because they're,
3: (laughs) they're, they're going to clear, they're not going to be hazy, but they're, they've got attributes of that sweetness or a fruitiness, you know, maybe even a little bit of a hot bite, you know, because, you know, there's a lot of room between 125 IBUs and, you know, five IBUs. There's a lot of room in there. (laughs) It should be the
2: beers that you drink when you have tweeners oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's been rough <laughs> yeah no but somebody yesterday was like hey and i was like yeah and they are like how come american paleos have gotten so much hoppier and how come ipas are really hoppy now and i was like well beers changed it's, it's not the yeah. same as probably when you first started drinking right and people yeah. have gotten hoppier it kind of makes sense <laughs> on why i like this one like
0: you know I'm, I'm i lean towards more traditional style beers like you know from england belgium you know all those styles so yeah i I really enjoy the style. It's very delicious.
2: When I like the body on it, I don't like stouts that are aqueous. Yeah.
1: No, that's, that's, that's really that's delicious. A big no. I love for me.
0: <laughs> uh, Is it me? Yeah. Yes. Go ahead. Yeah. Oh, okay. You sir. Um, and you kind of, you kind of touched base on that. Yes. Um, actually, Sean, uh, most of the beers you guys have are traditional styles. What was, was that done on purpose or just happy, happy coincidence or.
5: I think it's been an evolution just like craft okay. beer has been
0: an yeah, evolution. Yeah. I like that.
5: Um, there are, are certain things that we keep traditional um, such as not not because we're firm, you know, stance saying this has to be traditional. Right. But we love cask beer, traditional hand-pumped yes. mm. cask beer. Um, that was my first beer. That was we, delicious, we too. Put, we put a beer engine in to be able to serve that kind of beer. That was one of those things that
4: wow. whenever
5: we were traveling the west coast or anywhere other markets go to a place and you see that and you're like hey i've never been to a bar in dfw that does that Mm -hmm. right we we should do that that's cool yeah Uh, now i'm not at this point we're not the only people that that do that but one of the few (laughs) but yeah it's become something that we in our journey in our crappier journey it was something that we grew to love both grew to love and so we wanted to add that so some of those beers we tend to keep kind of traditional, but then also we try to, like I said earlier, I'm, I'm looking, I'm, I'm taking feedback from a customer, what they want I'll do. But then also I'm not trying to, I'm not, I don't want to recreate what another brewery has done or what's available to that customer already. I want to put my own little bit of spin on it. You of know, course, of course. Yeah. Yeah. And
3: I, I, again, I didn't take offense at it, but I was surprised at the question because I don't see us as traditional that, that that traditional. We do the cask beer, we do some of those beers, mm-hmm. but I think we we don't like what we. It's like you look at what we don't do. We don't do many German beers. We don't do half of I like we have done them, but you know really what we're looking to do I get it focuses more on the the spectrum of IPAs. Yeah, I mean, that's what look, I noticed. You look at our board, yeah. and that's kind of what our you know it's an evolution again. It's about not just what we're making but what our consumers people come in here and ask for and so this is like something that's been pulled out of us mm-hmm. um but a lot of ipas which again you know ipas are so wide on the spectrum it covers so much ground right you know it can be half your board it can be half yeah. of your, your brewery.
1: yeah
3: um but anyway we, we're always like wanting to try new and exciting things and you know we don't have one on the board right now but we've done a couple of milkshake ipas oh, that, yeah. I think that are, are, are they've been well received, and I think that are great. It's a fun a beer to do. Um, you know, the sours are a lot of fun. We are, we're we're starting to experiment with. Uh, you know, we've done some pastry stout like stuff, but it's one of those that we've had other other breweries. I, you know, I had was a a couple of different ones. I actually went from from False Idol Ghost oh. Eye. Oh, yeah. fantastic! Uh, they, they're, they're, they're the. I hate to. I, I mean, it was great beer, and and one of the things that struck me about it, what I liked so much about it, was the, the pastry, the crust taste. Yeah, you get you that. Know, you get that yeah. to come through. Mm-hmm. That's something that you know. I don't know if we've ever tried to achieve that, but right now we are like working on something mm. like that because it's a great, it's a great taste. Yeah. yeah. And it really does kind of fool you that mm. you're eating like a really good you know fresh cobbler or something and so you know i enjoy those styles Uh um and we don't mind breaking tradition for sure Uh you know um
1: well i love that but i think next part is going to be my question we're coming to the close Uh of this of our time yeah so we'll cut on part two here and be back uh, more with wade and sean from division guys all right yes awesome cheers y'all cheers
0: welcome back guys we took our potty breaks Mm rebeard up and we actually got an exclusive tour of an awesome little place next door vince you want to touch on that question yeah please it was Um, uh
1: it was a really nice find wade uh can you please tell me um I'm not sure what he's showing me here, but can you Just guys tell, guys tell me about, about the, the record <laughs> yes. store? That's what you what is. you experience
3: so cool. down there is it's it's called the Growl. The
1: Growl. Okay. Yes, and
3: actually, mm-hmm. it the front of the store is on Abram Street. Oh, on okay. And ah. there's a sign out there. It says Growl, but um, <laughs> but it's a record store. It's old school record store. It's we, we have concerts in there. Oh wow. Um, it's a cool place to hang out. You could take your beer down there. Oh, good. I was gonna ask that. Yeah, yeah. I, I did a lot of mine. Cause I drink yeah, take it, your beer down do there. There's, there's tables and chairs no. like there are in the brewery.
2: The sign um, behind me makes so much more yeah, sense now. Yeah, during the summer,
3: when it gets really hot, you know, and it's 100 degrees outside, and the brewery fills up, it's a great place to go. It's actually cooler. huh. Oh, nice. So, it's our little secret. And
4: super amazing. We'll
3: yeah.
2: Yeah. I know we were down there, and he was like, now we have to get a record player. Yeah, if you like...
4: Uh-huh
3: you know we like alternative and hard rock and same it's a rock and roll place yeah you know, it's so pretty it cool it's a rock and roll place. posters mm-hmm. t-shirts
1: yeah. it's super That's, nostalgic i even saw instruments are those for sale in there as well are um, there's on? just a lot of jams that happen oh, okay got it, there got you go. know a lot of okay. musicians that hang out here mm-hmm. and so
3: you know you never know when you come in there you might see a, a show
1: wow nice yeah. a show and a,
3: a
2: jam session It yeah. yeah. was like a stuffed cat too i don't know I saw that. Yes. <laughs> it that looked just like our cat. Definitely creep out some
1: of our kids, if not all of them. Okay. So, thank you for that. That was awesome. Um, can you guys go through uh, some of the names of your beers for our listeners and how you come up with them? Uh, the, we were reading them the other day and I was, I was cracking up, and they were just so witty. And I loved a lot of them. Also, do you make the beer first and then name it, or do you pick a name? Uh, and then a beer for it. How does that whole process work of naming Should we it? just
3: stream of conscious, like try to remember every beer that we've done? Yes,
1: ever. No. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> oh, no I don't,
3: no,
2: don't want to do that. <laughs> in like, yeah, six it's years. I'd say it's like 200 nice. different nice. beers yeah. name,
0: yes. yeah. so that we've named. So down that rabbit hole. Maybe the past year, <laughs> past couple Seven months. Seven styles of Eddie.
5: Go in alphabetical order. There you
0: go. Date me outside.
2: <laughs> I have to send my daughter a cover of the London is calling because her name is London. Oh, yes.
1: <laughs> I know for me, um, the one I was just reading about, what was it? The, the rickety um, thicket. thicket was um, we we, when we first got married, we were watching Always Sunny in Philadelphia and they had a character, rickety cricket. And I was like, oh, that's what it is. And she's like, no, it's He kept thicket. calling I it. I kept calling it yes, that.
2: And I was like, no, you're not listening yeah. to Was me. there <laughs> any real
1: correlation to that character or that show? Or did it? Just... Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I told you. Yeah. I told you. Yeah. And he win. was
2: like, oh, I'm going to go have the rickety cricket. I'm like, that's not what it's called. Yeah.
5: <laughs> so for those listening, it's a, a rosehip and raspberry uh, sa- barrel-aged sour mm-hmm. beer. It's yeah. a blend of Ooh. three-, two-, yeah. and one-year-old sour beer. Yeah. Nice. Oh, my god! So
3: stop. I mean, three-year-old barrel mixed with the two-year-old uh-huh. barrel mixed with the one-year-old barrel. Yeah. I think they I don't have it It was selected barrels. Wow. Yeah. Oh, wow. And then blended. Yeah. It's a great beer.
5: And so it was – the Thicket, the, the name of Thicket, at, at some point, whenever you, you know, we've named, like we said, 200 beers. Yeah. Mm. You just have to find, all right, what is a word that I haven't used? What is an idea that I haven't used? What is yeah. something that I haven't used? Yeah. What's something Or what's something that I haven't heard before? Mm-hmm. Sometimes it gets a little esoteric. Sometimes it gets kind of weird. Sometimes we have to drink a dozen of them before we come <laughs> up with a name, you know?
1: There we go. Um, I like that research. Sometimes
3: you just pick stuff that's fun to say. Yeah. 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 As long as it's I don't know. Sometimes there's a story. Sometimes there's not. You know? Yeah. Yeah. But we we definitely sometimes they just come, but sometimes it's brainstorming. Sometimes it'll have a name for a while as it's progressing up to, you know, packaging and and serving. And then it'll change immediately the last second because someone came up with a better name.
4: Hmm.
0: Like uh
3: like, no means no Pepe. You That's know? so funny. So, I saw Aust- that up Austin there. actually named that one, the, the bartender. Yeah. But it had, we were, it was, only oh, it was an IPA. We were using a new French hop. None of us had any ideas what it would taste like. Yeah. You know, it tasted great. And so, I mean, I was like, what was it femme, femme, la femme? Oh, I think we were just so making up, funny. you know, something French, you know, that sounded <laughs> funny. We oui, we, oui. But, uh, yes. <laughs> and that kind of, that conversation led us to, Sean, cha- I mean, just Austin over there going, no means no Pepe. Well,
2: What's I read Pepe? that in the news when they are trying to get rid of Pepe yeah. Le Pew because of that. <laughs> so it it's made terrible. me really well, laugh really come on,
3: hard. Pepe. <laughs> <Yes>. so, man.
0: <laughs> That's how I learned French with uh, Sophie Le Pew. Yeah, that label
3: <laughs> was created in like, I mean, literally five minutes. It was like finding a big picture of him and just Xing his eyes out. That's
2: so I'm funny. Like, hey, we're done. That's so funny. It's also really tasty beer. Yeah, no, it was
1: good. We started with that. That's funny. Okay, oh,
2: so I'm going to ask the heavy question now How did Division have to pivot during COVID?
1: Yeah, y'all mentioned a little bit about it, but I mean, if you, did, you know.
2: Prior
3: to COVID, you know, we, we're we a venue that people come to. You know, we're not large enough. We've never been, we don't have an official canning line. Um, we self-distribute and we still don't make that much beer. And so, you know, most of what's kept us going is just visitors and people come to drink on side. So yes, with COVID being shut down, we'd immediately pivot to canning Mm -hmm. and we were doing some canning. We were doing like, you know, growler type stuff. And we'd had a can cup club in the past. But um, it was all just like we had, you know, just a small label that we would write. And when we had to pivot, all of a sudden it was like we got really tired of writing labels because every beer that we had had to be sold off site. Right. And so it was a good thing that came out of it. We had our our reaction was We had to get really proficient and good at label making. And so like Sean was talking earlier, someone asked, we make the labels. We do the labels. We do 100% of it we didn't have the money to pay anybody right and so we had a a format that we enjoyed that just uh you know celebrated kind of the art we were bringing to that particular beer and uh or the name because sometimes the names are kind of the art and um it started we bought a we bought a a labeler and uh we started having labels printed and, and started buying bright cans and and then and that's where we, we really changed our whole, you know, we had two dedicated days where we just canned beer, you know, that's, you know, and so that's how we pivoted. And I mean, I think it's made us stronger because we've come out of it. Now, all of a sudden, now we have this more, this more visible label that we didn't have before. And um, you know, the beer is, it's, it's the same great beer, but um, you know, now it's got the labeling and we still haven't been able to because of the You know, now that we're coming out of COVID, our crowds have come back and, you know, we're pretty much tapped out as far as beer that we can, you know, distribute beyond what we're doing right now. But those two new tanks will allow us to can up some beer and sell some couple places, maybe get out to Dallas some. And um, we love Dallas Craft Beer Cellar. Love that guy. We've been out there a few times. I love to come back, you know, and have some cans over there for that for Jim. So
2: where are you going to put these tanks?
4: Oh, yeah. oh, the, yeah. tanks, are, the <laughs> tanks are good.
3: It's because we just squeezed in there. Okay. I was <laughs> looking around. I'm like, hmm. and, then we, and we have we have height.
4: Oh, okay. And so, okay. Yeah, yeah.
3: For future growth, you'll probably just see us getting taller tanks. Okay, I got you.
2: And
4: it'll
2: um, so. be division three stories. <laughs> <laughs> no, we talked about it off air. We weren't on air yet, but I have felt safer, and I know we have felt safer mm-hmm. at breweries than most places. Just yeah. because they do sanitize and they are transparent, and they've had to take so many precautions, so it's been a lot safer than like our gym or other places that I probably shouldn't yeah. mention.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> <Well.
3: But> I, <laughs> one thing that I mean, it was initially when COVID started, and there was a lot of confusion about, you know, this is before the shutdown. This is like March of 2020, mm-hmm. and um, you know. He had a sister-in-law that lived in China. Actually, lived in Wuhan. Mm-hmm. Oh wow! It came out right before it happened, so we were very aware that this was coming. Yeah. And again, you're a brewery. I mean, especially when you're a sour brewery, you have to like make sure that every microorganism is killed. Mm-hmm. And so we were really good at the CIP. Or Sean's really because he handles most of that. Um, is excellent at it. And so to convey that cleanliness. And that cleaning regimen out to everything else above and beyond what we were already doing was an easy thing. Mm-hmm. And um, again, I you know, I don't know. I was glad to survive it. Yeah, yeah right. I have to say, coming out of it.
5: I, I I have to acknowledge we have a small staff here. Yeah. Um, but whenever things started happening here, we we have a staff of people that were committed and and they didn't just like throw in the towel and walk away they were like no i want to i want to see what i want to see us through this process yeah Yeah. and so not to dismiss other places that hard hardship had hardships um but we retained all of our employees that's good um we added an employee Mm -hmm. and but people want are committed to this place and want to see us through the whole process. It wasn't people that's that were awesome. just like, Oh no, this is over. Everything's being changed. We have to quit. They're like, all right, well, if we have to can every beer one at a time, I'm going to do it. You oh, know, that's good. That's amazing. And so we, we, with massive help from the employees or, you know, whenever you don't have a bar from at a brewery that relies on a bar, and you have bartenders that need to get paid, you know, people.
3: Yeah, we were able to shift what they did. Yeah, and they were they were able to work with us. You yeah, know? and and it was it's a beautiful thing. Yeah.
5: Yeah. I mean, yeah, absolutely. And I love that just being surrounded it it fuels you immensely. Just knowing that sometimes you think as an owner, like people look to you to give them direction sometimes in a small business like i'm looking to them to give me direction Mm. and and i I see them committed and they're like all right whatever man we're gonna make it through this i'm gonna do whatever we gotta do to get through this i'm like yeah we are man you're inspiring me you know like (laughs) i'm not quitting i'm not you know like we're and so it was like a little environment that we just kind of fueled each other you know that's awesome i'm really really proud at this point to say you know to say that those are the people that work at Division Brewing. Yeah, awesome. you know, I'm really, really proud of the people that work. Here. It's a great
0: dynamic. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yes. So mean? Mean? yeah, <laughs> we'll able, time. Time. I'm able time, able uh, time. So I know we kind of touched base a, on it a little bit earlier, um, but this one goes out to both of y'all. Uh, what are each of your favorite beer and food pairings?
2: We well, heard sours and barbecue.
0: Oh, what, yeah, we did. wings wang, and things. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, we've got a lot of great food around us.
3: Um, but yeah, the bearings a the pairings of, of barbecue and, 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 and a good sour or crisp beer, you know, it's really not much better, you know, I think. Um that's what I'm gonna stand by. Yeah,
4: there
5: we go. Yeah, and that that whole combination of like crisp beer cutting through rich foods. Yeah. It doesn't necessarily have to be Sour beer, it can be like a light um, lager, hey, or it could be a session IPA.
4: Mm-hmm. You yeah. know
5: that that is dry enough to cut through the richness of the food that you've had. Um, to me, a session IPA um, or a, a light lager is going to be. That's what I'm eating with the meal. You know, nice uh, and session IPA. I think is a bad or it's not uh in vogue you know a term to say but like a, a, a five to six percent yeah. ipa that's my jam you know like yeah i like it that's my uh desert island or or uh, you know <laughs> your desert beer yeah. 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 there we go i'll take that with me yeah <clears throat>
4: as
1: long as you can keep it cold right okay guys so can you Put tell us more uh <laughs> about your brewing system Is it more hands-on? Is there automation, some automation? Um, Also, do you have a pilot system? What can you guys tell us about your system here?
5: We have a a minimal automated brew house. It's a seven-barrel brew house. Um, For the most part, we brew seven barrel batches of beer but if we're doing something that is high alcohol Mm -hmm. we do a smaller batch of it Mm -hmm. okay um to accommodate the grain that's going into it um and it is very hands-on there's very little automation i feel a little bit it's in a lot of facets of life, I feel like a caveman sometimes, <laughs> you know, but I like it. That's the way that I think about things. Yeah. It is very hands-on. Mm-hmm. It's, um, we have like a six foot paddle hanging up next to the brew house. There and go. it's not yeah. just for decoration. That is how we stir our mash. Yeah. It's like a, a big ass wooden spoon that we're stirring the pot with. You yeah. Know? I pride myself on that. Um, we all do, you know. We're, we're a um, hands-on. Mm-hmm. I, I, it's gimmicky. It's been overstated a lot, but but we are a craft brewery, and I look at my job as a craft. It's something that I get better at every day. It's not something that I have perfected. It's not something that is automated. It is a craft. Yeah, um, absolutely. It's something that I dedicate myself to. Um, it, it, it really, it's become my life's work, you know, at this point, you know, and so it's something that I feel proud to be hands on with. Mm-hmm. And another part of that is being owner of brewers. You can ask everyone that works here. I have a really hard time letting go of that part of the process. <laughs> I I love making beer. If I didn't <laughs> love making beer, I would gladly have given that job to somebody else. <laughs> right? Right? But I love making beer. I love that my job is a craft, and I love that it's hands-on. Is it the most um, efficient brew house in the world? No. Mm-hmm. Is it labor efficient? You know, no. <laughs> but I don't care. Like I want. I, I I just I love being a part of the process, and yeah. I love having. Whether it's needed or not, there's something romantic about the idea of stirring a mash rather than having rakes stir the mash. Yeah. There's something romantic about that idea, and I, at some point, you know, with growth, that kind of goes away. But at this point, I take pride in that being my job to do every week. Yeah, yeah nice. in some
3: in some ways, you can almost like I mean kind of boiled down to what is the essence of craft where is the line you know again we're he's stirring the mash you know yeah. every time i mean that that mixture of the mash which is the essence of how much sugars you're going to pull into that wart that's going to be converted to alcohol you know and then the consistency of that like i remember hearing a story about pedicolas which they have again another hands-on system unless they've upgraded recently that he would only let like two or three people stir the mash because you have to be consistent. You have to do it right. You have to want it,
4: mm-hmm. you know?
3: And uh, again, I think it's why, you know, it's not hard to make great beer, but you have to really love it. It's like making good food. The people out there, if they want to do it, you know, uh, where you make it barbecue, the pit master, those people got to love it. They own it. They want it. They live it. And that, and that's what we do, you know, and our, our brew house is is very manual. It's very hands on.
1: Oh, yeah, man,
2: I love that. So, what's one style that you guys both loved but didn't do well with beer nerds here,
1: or the masses?
0: They're or- part of our chunky chunky series, chunky mm-hmm. question series. <laughs>
5: <laughs> I'll go. Uh, so early on, I, I think I referenced this earlier, but uh, we had had cask beer. Other places. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's probably maybe West Coast. You're out there and weather is probably perfect all year round. Mm-hmm. Life is great. <laughs> um, whenever we opened up the brewery, I thought there's, I really struggled thinking people in Texas are not going to want, like, I don't want to talk bad about it because I love this style of beer, but like warm and semi flat beer yeah you know like traditional Traditional english beer you know yep um and early on i love that solid beer um it's still not one of those things that we were talking about earlier today we sold probably 300 pints of that beer or a beer on the you know that solid beer this weekend and i think maybe four people checked it in on Uh untapped you know (laughs) it's
3: not it's not popular amongst the craft beer people. But it's so everyday really well. guy yeah. there. I mean, because it is a solid and it's easy to drink. Yeah. You know, and it's flavorful. Yes. You know, it's got a lot of things going for it. And um, I think that's why it'll never go away. That's why we fell in love with it on the West Coast. Cause, you know, I can, a, I mean, a packed bar and the guy kept coming back. I mean, they have 120 taps in this bar and he keeps coming back, you know, pumping these beer engines mm-hmm. i'm like what is that and you're like well here you go it's a moonlight brewing nice and uh, it was fantastic you know hmm. and uh so again you know we took cues from that but again we figured out that we love that it you know we enjoyed it we just bought another beer engine so we might have two of
0: those wow. yeah there you there you go. Go. i'm excited i love that Oh, is it me? Oh, yeah. I'm skipping one. (laughs) Uh, What's one style that's not your favorite but did better than expected? That's kind of tough because they're all your favorites. Right. (laughs) I think one that
3: caught me off guard here recently was we had done a milkshake IPA with Brutal Beer Works.
4: Oh, nice.
3: Collaboration. And then we were, it was. Wow. i think people are asking us to do more and so we, we, we i did one that again sean it was a collaborative effort for sure on the recipe and um we brewed it and it was this beer called claribel from hell and it's a so blueberry funny. milkshake ipa mm-hmm. but it's been yeah people love it and we didn't realize that it was going to be that huge of a hit and like so there's a band there's a lot we have a lot of bands come through here but i also you know know some other bands and there's a local arlington dallas band called um frozen soul it's a Mm -hmm. death metal band that's signed a major label they're about to go to europe oh nice but they were like they came to us like hey we want y'all to make us a beer you (laughs) know and so it's after one of their songs called frost hammer Mm -hmm. and these are all big giant nordic dudes i mean they're like 6'6 260 pounds they're around this table, and of all the beers, they want to drink. They want Rosal. They want not They want Clarabelle. So they're drinking <laughs> this, this purple beer, fruity beer, and that's what they want us to make them. So yeah,
5: death metal fruit beer. Yeah, I love
2: yeah. It. yeah. I That like sounds it. like Brutal too. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it, it <totally> does. <laughs> was there
0: was there a gunny hole involved on the cans? <laughs> they're <laughs> Brutal's known for that.
3: <laughs> really, it's funny the shotgunning. We don't do a lot of it. In some ways, we're kind of like that's our beer's too good to shotgun. You Need know, uh, to shotgun it. Oh my but gosh! I love shotgunning. I've shotgunning with those guys, and then we kick it with some of the Martin House dudes. Yeah. They always want to shotgun <laughs> every time they come down here.
4: Let's go back and shotgun. So yeah, <laughs>
3: that's so funny, it's
2: great. Yeah, that's I it. shotgunned for the first time with Brutal, and they handed me what a ten percent stout. she picked the stout. so <laughs> I was like, oh. oh.
0: Okay, so it was
1: like the roast Malone. because <laughs> well, I was gonna drive. Yeah, I was still. Old. Yeah, well, they kind of they kind of flow
3: out of that barn house thing. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that's so that. it's funny, funny how a lot of the breweries
1: are all kind of tied together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. good old barn right. house. Thank you guys, a family. <laughs> yes, yeah, so is this a mm-hmm. okay? So, in both of your opinions, uh, what's unique about the DFW craft beer scene?
3: I think we're still young. Yeah, I don't know if there's anything you could say that's unique yet. Mm-hmm. It's just we're still young. We're, you know, we're we're head of Oklahoma. Yeah.
1: yeah, maybe
3: I don't know prairie <laughs> kind of you know, but yeah, but I think it's still we're all still in our I think maybe most of the Bible Belt
4: mm-hmm.
3: breweries are still kind of in their infancy. Yeah. yeah, if you go and travel to the New England states or California or the West Coast anywhere through there they're like 10 years ahead of us mm-hmm. oh yeah and so i think let's let it develop let's see what happens oh yeah please um there's so much stuff going on mm-hmm. it's crazy but uh i think right now i think every brewery that's open is brewing the best beer they're brewing i've had you know fabulous beers from a lot of those guys yeah so, and so it's exciting so that's yeah. what i would say overall i think it's very freaking exciting to to be open and be around you know who who's around. You know, rubbing shoulders with these dudes.
1: Absolutely, I yeah. love I love that. I love that. That's yeah, awesome. sometimes
5: yeah. you see it like in the story of a business, you kind of see the arch of their story, mm-hmm. and, and at some point there's a peak, and there are still a lot of breweries, including ourselves, a lot of breweries that have not reached a peak. You know, yeah. um, so exactly right. There's a lot of room for development, a lot of room for growth for. Really, all of us in the DFW area.
2: I love that. Okay, so now it's your time. Anything you want to talk about? Any events coming up? Anything you want to plug? New releases? It's division time.
1: Oh, yeah.
3: I mean, we're open seven days a week. Mondays and Tuesdays are kind of our slowest days. So Mm -hmm. if you want to come out and have a chill, you know, come out on a Monday or Tuesday Uh and see the growl see the growl the yes. growl is going to be open mm-hmm. i saw a lot of um, dates going down to be around more people and i mean we have a really exciting trivia night this huge on wednesday nights, mm-hmm. okay and then thursday friday and saturday and sundays i mean there's a possibility we have bands in the growl or bounce outside oh nice and okay. um and again a lot of people having fun and and and, and you'll find a good group of people who want to talk and just you know so if you want to come and just like you like hanging out and talking to people. Mm -hmm. This is a very friendly brewery.
4: So yeah,
0: that's great. I would say
3: every
5: week we try to at our best to have a new beer released every Mm -hmm. week. The beer menu is constantly in flux. Like we talked about earlier there, we have over 200 different recipes and beer names that we're kind of recycling through now. Plus incorporating new ideas, so every week you're going to see a fluctuating menu. Um, I think for most beer drinkers out there, that's a good thing, you know? Oh, yeah. Uh, and then also downtown Arlington is an underrated downtown. Come yeah. here, drink beer, and walk around. We have tons of neighbors. Come here, get a beer, get a few beers, talk to our servers. They'll let you know about other venues in the area, but but you can, you can really – come here and spend your evening here between
3: our, our business and other businesses in the area. Yeah. The Levitt pavilion, which is right downtown, just a couple of blocks that way Oh wow! is a free venue Mm -hmm. and a lot of times they have really quality, um, musical guests. So, I mean, it's one and it's, and you can drink down there. So you could come down here, park, buy beer and cans. Take your cooler down there, drink. Oh, come wow. back afterwards, cool. and maybe there's a show here afterwards because so, yeah. again, we're open late. We're open later than a lot of breweries. Mm-hmm. So on Mondays and Tuesdays we close at eight, but every other day we close at at ten or midnight or wow. uh, on Saturdays one a.m. Oh wow, nice. okay, um, yeah. And uh, you know, I think in some ways we're unusual in that because we we are one of the late night breweries. You know, yeah.
2: you might want to be one of the latest things in Texas. <laughs>
1: That's true. Yeah.
2: <laughs> we all came from here from California. It seems like everything closes so early. <laughs> yeah. but Not at Division.
1: No, I love that. Yeah.
4: Absolutely.
2: Thank yeah. you so much for taking the time to talk yeah, to guys. us. Thank,
0: Thank you. Yeah, thanks for meeting Thank with you. us. We
2: don't come out to Arlington oft, oft, often, but we were pleasantly surprised. Oh, yeah. very much.
1: Yeah. so. Yeah. Great beers. Great times. Great I'll be people. out a lot more.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Thank you all. So, we, we like this. We totally do i do like sports (laughs) it does a lot
2: well thank you cheers guys cheers guys
0: Cheers. 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 cheers thank you